welcome to this episode of Bowl Court, World of Basketball. I'm Coach Drew. I know you can see it's a different shirt today. The reason being, this is our back-to-school episode. we got some great things coming up. We're going to talk about the Rich Paul rule once again. We're going to talk about what happened with Brittany Griner in that fight. And, of course, we're going to address some brand-new kicks right here on Bowl Court. Stay with us. Ball court, world of basketball, and I am Coach Drew. The first topic we want to go ahead and get into today, as of course you heard on last week's episode, we discussed about the Rich Paul rule with the NC2A. Now, a lot of people have been talking about it. Of course, LeBron James commented on it on social media, as well as Chris Paul. Even Richard Paul himself even spoke about it, stating that, you know, this rule requiring someone to have a, uh, a degree in order to go ahead and fill this position is pretty much marginalizing the people who are unable to see college as a actual future. And I get what Rich Paul is saying. And I guess the NC2A, they got it too. So they made some changements to amend that Rich Paul rule. Now, the new rule states that you have to be in good standing with the, um, the Players Association as well as you have, to, you, you have to go ahead and take the courses, just like they said, at the location. And those courses will be available on the 6th of November. And that will be in Indiana, so you can take that course there as long as you do pass that background check. All right, so guess what? If you're an aspiring agent now, you can now go ahead and apply. I'm just joking. None of you are going to make it. But Rich Paul has now leveled the playing field. So those kids that are now coming out of college, who wants to test the waters to see if the NBA is going to be the right choice for them? They now have that you know, option to go ahead and do so. Another good thing is that if they decide that they don't want to go the route of the NC2A, they still have the G League. Hopefully the G League does better itself and become a little bit better at, you know, paying their players, making sure that that's going to be a level field. Now, to our next story. Yes, Ty Lue has got talks of coming to L.A. Again? Yes, we're talking about Ty Lue coming to L.A. Once again, we're talking about this. But now it's not going to be for the Lakers. There's actual talks of him actually joining forces once again with Doc Rivers. If we all remember when Ty Lue and Doc Rivers was holding forces in 2011 for the Celtics, they were winning championships over there. We thought, you know, after Ty Lue has won a championship with Cleveland and, you know, shown that he is a formidable head coach, making it to the playoffs three years that he was there, and making it to the finals in that time. Of course, he had LeBron James, which is a huge, you know, bonus. But he made it there, and he was that coach nonetheless. You would think that he was looking for a head coaching position. But this position was too tantalizing not to take up. As sitting as a top assistant to Doc Rivers, we don't know if Doc Rivers is planning retirement, is on his way out, what's going on there. But he is sitting as a top assistant to Doc Rivers right now, and he's going to be coaching Kawhi. And Paul George. This is going to be an explosive thing. Think about it. Ty Lue is literally going to be right across the hall of the office that he should have had before. If Danny wasn't pushing him to have Jason Kidd as an assistant, maybe this would have been a whole different segment about Ty Lue going to L.A. But 
The pettiness between the Lakers and Clippers has now continued, and so they will go back and forth once again, and let's see what happens there. Now, I definitely feel, you know, some people feel that it's going to be a bird year with the Lakers, that they're going to have a year where they're not going to be competing and they're not going to be up there, but I guarantee right now, everybody hears it. They're coming for the throats. LeBron has warned you. He's ready. So you can get who you have to get. You can get all of the king's men and all of the king's horses. But still, the king is going to be there fighting for the throne. So Clippers fans, get ready. Lakers fans, get ready. This is going to be a battle. And in other Lakers news, I have disappointing news. Because one of our soldiers are now down in this battle. Yes, I'm a huge Lakers fan, so this one hurts me a lot. Hold on, i got to take a minute. I'm getting choked up. Okay. Boogie Cousins is injured. Again. For the third team and the third time on his left leg. And I know what they, a lot of people say, that these injuries are due to overcompensation from the previous injury. But it hurts me to say that he is injured. And it's, he's going to give us less of an output than he gave the Warriors when he, with that injury. He is just coming back off of that quad injury that he has suffered with the Warriors, and he just suffered that quad injury with the Warriors after coming back from an Achilles injury he suffered with the Pelicans. It's kind of looking like at this point in time he's heading down that road of, of Derrick Rose. Now, the question is, can he come back? Can he come back and drop a 50 in amazing fashion like Derrick did? That, that will be something great, hopefully something amazing for our future. What doors will this open up for the Lakers? Will Carmelo be a consideration? Will we be looking for another big man, or will we be looking for another swing man? This is something that we definitely want to look at, you know, for the Lakers as well as for our, the future of our team. There's a lot of big things taking place right now, and I'm just excited just excited that I get to be a part of it. Now, speaking of Lakers, I know you say, man, this segment's all about the Lakers. It just happens that they're in the news. They're so great. But speaking of Lakers, we're going to speak of the man that loves to be hated. You all know him. You all love him. And some of you hate him. Yes, it is LeBron James. LeBron James once again has done something to be in the news that is actually a great thing. When has he ever been in the news for anything bad? But LeBron James has dedicated a basketball court in Akron. Yes, the multicolored court, beautiful looking court, has been dedicated at the I Promise School. He had opened it up along with former teammates and friends from his high school team, St. Uh, Vincent St. Mary. And they were there short, short trip away from Akron to come out there and debut that school. So once again, LeBron is giving back to the community of Akron, giving back to the community on a whole, and helping build our future. It's like he was one of the only basketball players that believed in Whitney said he believed the children are our future. Hmm. So with that being said, I love, I love what he's doing over there. That's some amazing things that's happening. And I also want to go ahead and touch base in one more Laker talk. One more Laker talk, yes. Michael Beasley former Laker, has now signed one year with Detroit. I'm glad that he's, he's got that one more year in him. 
He's one of my favorites. You know, I believe he was the number he was the number two pick back in 2008. So he was one of my favorites from a while. Michael Beasley's been a beast down in Miami. He did some great things down there. As a matter of fact, even in L.A. last year, I know it wasn't the great numbers that he had throughout his career. He fell off about four points per game. But still, that seven points per game that he was averaging is something that made it very formidable for us. Maybe if things worked right, there was no injuries, LeBron could have pushed us to the playoffs. Maybe. We don't know. We're not going to go back in time. I'm just wishing him the best over in Detroit. I hope you go out there, you light it up, and do what Beasley do. Because remember, remember, remember what Michael Beasley's considered. He's considered Carmelo from the left side. Remember that. So I'm hoping that he gives that same kind of energy to Detroit, and he gets back to that 12.4 points a game. Because that's going to be big if he does. That would be big. Now, I got something to talk about. This is gonna, I, I just want to touch base on this. This is something important. Yes, the USA FIBA team, World Cup team, got the chance to play the select team. Yes, the senior team versus the select team. The select team, just in case you don't know and everybody's not aware, is made up of G League players and college players. These are not NBA players that's on the select team. So let me go ahead and take a look at the score. Ooh, am I reading this right? Yes, 36 to 17. Select team beat the senior team 36 to 17. Now, to quote Marcus Smart as he yelled it from the bench in a very explanatory manner, come on, man. This is embarrassing. Seriously. These are supposed to be NBA players, these are supposed to be at the top of their game. And they're playing like they're not hungry. They're playing like they got it already. They already got the gold medal around their neck. They're standing there on the podium already. They hear, they're hearing the, 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 the national anthem already. That's, it's sad the way they're going into this. And the worst part about it, the worst part about it, this was days after Serbia called them out. Yes, Serbia is trash-talking talking the USA. In basketball, the coach said, let them play their game. We'll play ours. If we meet, may God help them. Wow. Now, being for the fact that they got the joker, and I think right now um, I would say some of our best players that we're looking at is Kemba Walker and no diss to Kemba Walker because he's a great point guard, formidable point guard. I spoke about him going to the Celtics. You know how much love I got for Kemba Walker. But if we're going to compare superstars, if we're going to take uh, Nikola Djokic versus Kemba Walker, who are you going to build a team around? Who are you going to put a country behind? That's the question. Now, I'm telling you, Serbia's talking because they have the force behind it. It's just not the Joker. They have four formidable NBA players sitting in that starting five that's ready to go against us. So we got to tighten up. 36-17? No, nah, that's not going to do it. Not against them. As a matter of fact, I got to take a break. This got me upset. I'm, I'm verklempt. You know what? We're gonna, I'm going to sit here. We're going to take a break. Y'all hang out with me. We'll be right back, right here on Ball Court.
Welcome back to Ball Club. This is the world of basketball with Coach Drew. And as we go ahead and discuss the world of basketball, sometimes there's going to be some positives that take place in the world, and sometimes there's going to be some negatives. During this time, this is one of the negatives. Now, we all remember the, uh, that brawl that took place in Detroit years ago with Ron Artest. And those memories of those 80s games where they were fighting and going back and forth between Bill Lambert and just about everybody else. It was, it was happening back then. We even celebrated some of those fights. But now, the NBA, the WNBA, and basketball on a whole has evolved. It has evolved to a place where it's supposed to be a more friendly game and a game in which things are equal and the playing field is leveled. Now, not to take anything away from Brittany Griner, because she is an excellent player, phenomenal player at that. Brittany Griner was actually involved in an altercation that took place with the Dallas Wings a few days ago. Now, in, this, in that Dallas Wings game, there was actually six players that was involved in this altercation. You know, of course, the, the Brittany Griner, who was retaliating against, you know, uh, Christine Anagwe's, um she was just flailing her arms in a way, and it kind of hit Brittany Griner. She took off running because that's Brittany Griner. I would do the same. I wouldn't want to fight Brittany Griner. But Kayla, um, Kayla Thornton actually went across the court and actually attacked Brittany Griner in response to what was taking place. Now, this whole fight and this whole melee that would happen, you would think that these suspensions would be across the board. Brittany Griner held the bear. She bared the brunt of the suspensions by going three games with two games for uh, Kayla Thornton, Kristen Anagwe, two games, um, and just one game apiece for Diana Taurasi and Kayla Davis for leaving the bench. Now, here's my thought process behind it. Yes, once you get into a fight, you have to be penalized. This is a new game. We're trying to do something new. We want to perpetuate a new style to these kids and a new culture. This is not that 90s culture anymore. So I 100% agree with the WNBA of making sure that those suspensions were swift and they were harsh. But the, pro the problem that I do disagree with 100% is how come Brittany Griner was the only person to get three games? Everyone involved in the altercation, actually the first... Uh, at least three of the players should have had three games. Uh, Brittany Griner should not have been the only person walking away with three games. Now, this on a whole has actually started to sour uh, Griner's outlook on the WNBA. Let's take it to some things that she has been vocal about over the last few weeks. The pay structure. Yes, WNBA players are not getting the same portion from the revenue that is being collected, and they're not being paid out at the same rate as NBA players. I'm not saying they're not being paid out the same amount. They're not being paid out at the same percentage that is coming in as NBA players. She spoke about that, and she's making more playing overseas. All right? Not to mention this that takes place, where as a star player of the league, think about it. Who else in the league has dunked 11 times in a game? And She's one of the stars. She's pretty much one of the faces of the league. As a star player of the league, she is now subjected to a, a, a more severe penalty than her counterparts. 
you are not ingratiating her to the league and making sure that she will want to remain here. She getting she taking less pay. The calls are not being the same for her. She's getting beat up down there. She's getting, she's getting that LeBron James treatment because she's bigger than everybody. Because she's stronger than everybody, she is allowed to be beaten up. And then on top of that, if she retaliates, she gets fined or she gets suspended harsher than everyone else. When you have someone like that, when you have a a a star like that. You have to treat that star and honor that star in a way that they stay around in the league. I'm not saying we come up with grinder rules like we did for Jordan. But what I am saying is you're going to have to make sure that if people are beating up on her, they're getting those calls too. They can't. Those are not merely regular fouls. These fouls are flagrant. They're not going for the ball. They're headhunting. So, WNBA, you have some soul-searching to do. You're going to have to make some choices. Either there's going to be some changes, and there's going to have to be things put in place to go ahead and stop this, or you might be losing one of your greater assets. This is something that you just want to think about during this time. All right? I know this is, I didn't want to take too much time with the WNBA because I know that there was a lot going on. I just kind of wanted to touch base on that. That was something that was uh, near and dear to me. All right. Now, before letting go, I do want to, before I let y'all go, because I'm about to go to the next segment. Before I do so, I want to talk about a few things that's going on with the junior the junior NBA, and I'm, I was said almost said the junior WNBA because I was going to talk about those girls, those Central girls. Yes, they beat Canada. <laughs> they beat Canada severely. I'm talking in a fashion that you could only drop your jaw and wonder, like, wow. Yes, 72 to 35. As a matter of fact, if you really stop and think about it, these two girls, the two top scorers for that uh, central girls team, Jada Williams and Kiara Smith, they beat Canada by themselves. They combined for 43 points against Canada's 35. They, it was an excellent showing, and I know if you have been watching the internet and been taking a look at Jada Williams, she's been explosive. If you are not, if you have not seen her, take a look at her. She will cross you, leave your ankles, take your life, shoot your eyes out, and everything. That's the truth. I can't wait. Oh, she's the truth. But also, we want to talk about those U.S. boys as well, the West boys. They defeated Africa, narrowing by in the 70 to 61. All right, it was uh, pretty much a close, a close win, but it was a win nonetheless. Now we did have a, a standout, Tyler Rollison. He actually had 21 points and 12 rebounds. Beasted, getting that double double out there, young boy. There you go. Keep it up. Now. That junior NBA team, they what they had to do to get to that point, both of those teams was absolutely amazing. The Central Girls went seven and zero during the actual junior NBA uh, junior NBA tournament. Went seven and zero, fought their way in, cleaned it, and of course, as you can clearly see, they were the favorites, seventy two to thirty five. Coming out of Kentucky, they did a great job. Good job, ladies. Now the boys. They had a little bit more of a fight getting in there. And the pool play, they went 2-1 and one in the pool play, struggled their way in, 
but they were able to kick down the door finally and get that championship. Great job. And now for the West team coming out of L.A. You know how I love you, L.A. teams. Keep it up, boys. All right. I'm going to go ahead and take a break, get me a little water, you know, do a little stretching, and I'm going to get right back to you. This is right here at ball court. This is the world of basketball. Just smile. Stick with me. I'm Coach Rue. Welcome back to the world of basketball. I have, since it's our back-to-school edition, I have a special, special segment. Us, our back-to-school segment. These are seven kids I would hate to see on any playground. And you should, too. I'm talking grown men, grown women across the world. You should be worried about these seven kids. Yes, seven kids. They're going to be playing for Sierra Canyon. Every single one of them. And it's going to be a show out there. If you haven't gotten tickets, you should get the tickets. If you're in L.A. and you're unable to get Lakers or Clipper tickets, get some tickets to see Sierra Canyons. It will be almost equal, if not better. We have Zaire Williams, pretty much one of the number one guards. This boy is flying out the gym. I'm talking, he doesn't even jump jump. He's, they, I don't know what, I don't, it's, it's to the point now where nobody should try and block shots. If you're playing Sierra Canyon, let them go. You got Harold Yu, who's a seven-footer. Yes, they have a high school seven-footer. And that is not, these are not the stars of their team. This is, this, it gets better. They got B.J. Boston. Remember B.J. Boston last year, or better yet, remember what he was doing over the summer. At the Bigfoot Hoops Classic, him putting it on people's head. How many times he had people in the crowd tapping their heads off? That boy is a killer. Then you have the airway. You, his daddy's the Flash. Point blank. That's all I gotta say. And then you have Bronny James. Bringing back that same feel that you had when you was in Miami. It seems like they're putting together a better team than that Miami Heat had. And I don't know how many championships they're going to win. may not be one. may not be two. may not be three. Maybe just about three, and then they're going to probably split up. You know, <laughs> they graduate, you know. Anyway, and then you have Amari, Amari Bailey. He's out there. He's going to be balling. This, on, on a whole, on a whole, there is not one person that I could say, oh, I cannot leave out Terrence Frank. There is not one person in that group that you could turn around and say that you cannot build a team around. Every person in that group is hands down a star by themselves and in their own mind. Check this. You put them on any other school program, that school automatically jumps into the top 100 ranking. But look where Sierra Canyon stands. Yes. So, if you haven't bought your jersey, if you haven't went out there to buy your sweatshirts. If you haven't gone on their school website to get everything you can to make sure that you're repping Sierra Canyon, I suggest you do so now. Because that bandwagon is filling up. I'm, I'm letting you know I can only hold a couple more seats. I, I'm on that bandwagon there. I, have, I got family. I got friends coming on. I can only hold a couple more seats. Jump on that bandwagon, please. I'm going to tell you the truth. You're going to be doing just like LeBron. You're going to be out there jumping, losing your shoe on the sidelines. 
They are an amazing team to watch. Saw their first practice. Absolutely amazing. Everybody on the team, everybody on the team is at least getting four to five inches over the rim. This is going to be a show. That's going to probably be the best show in L.A. And I just wanted to go ahead and get a quick little segment. This is my, my back-to-school segment right here on no, no ball court. This is the world of basketball. I got to do it for the back-to-schoolers. Stick with me. I'll be right back with you on what's going on down under. Welcome back to Ball Court. This is the world of basketball. I am Coach Drew, and we're going to take a look at what's going on down under. Yes, a couple of our next-gen stars have touched down in Australia. Everyone is, was so excited to see RJ Hampton and LaMelo Ball. They were going crazy. The airports was lined up with people. I'm telling you, the fans from New Zealand was out there. They gave their haka chance. It was, it was absolutely amazing. And this is something that is great right now that's taking place for the NBL. And I think it's a great tool that's going to take place for the NBA as well. Now, with that said, with, you know, R.J. Hampton coming down there to play, he's going to be one of the phenomenal stars that we're going to look at. Is he going to be one of the top draft picks to look for in that 2020 draft? Or is it going to be the second ball brother to come out and enter the draft? Now, when we take a look at this, with both ball brothers playing um, professionally, one in New Orleans and one down in Australia, the question is, what happens next? Is there a championship in sight for either one? Well, According to the things I was looking at with the NBL, the Illawarra Hawks are set up to just do that. Not only to win a championship, but to do it in amazing fashion. With some of these next stars that are coming out and playing at that level, LaMelo Ball, we will be watching for you. And of course, as I reported on a couple weeks ago, with that television deal that the NBL has, where they will be showing things on ESPN, on Viceland, and even streaming. You now are going to have that availability where you're going to be able to watch your favorite NBL teams and watch those next stars come up. So when I say we'll be watching, we will be watching. And of course, of course, the NBL has a summer league type team just like we do here in the NBA. And their summer league has just recently ended. When the Cobras defeat the G-Long, uh, the G-Long Supercats, 86-76. Now, these were the women that were played, and they were balling. Think about it. Remember the score, 86-76. Lauren Nicholson, who was the top player on there, who played absolutely great. She was up and down. She played both. I'm talking both ends of the court. Had 36 points of the 86. 21 of those 36 points she had in the first half. She was pretty much toying with them. This was a game that she could not do no wrong. And when the NBL 1 championship ended, the women were crowned. She was the one on top. She was the MVP. But the men, they had a fight going too. 
Yes. The Nuna Wade inspectors and the Benedingo Braves, they fought. They actually fought. That game was a tough game, 99 to 90. As a matter of fact, the Braves actually led going into the third quarter as well as going on a 21 to 14 run after the half. It's amazing how they were able to pull it out. But Dan Swatella was named MVP because he actually had 28 points in the win, and he was the one who was fighting them all the way back with his nine rebounds. Now, out of those 28 points, six of his points were actually scored within the last few seconds to pull ahead and giving them that 99-90 to victory. So they were up by three. He secured the win. He walks away, big man down under. There you go. As well as Australia, the Boomers. Yes, we're going to talk about that World Cup heavy over the next little bit. So FIBA World Cup information is always going to be coming at you from every angle. So Aussie Boomers, they played against Canada on Friday and they took a loss. Yes, Canada being an undermanned team was able to beat the Aussie Boomers and it was ugly. Yes, they lost 90-70 to 70 on Friday. But Aussie Boomers, they said, no, 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 no. We're going to come back. Yes. They dust off their boots, licked their wounds, got back up there. And on Monday, they played again. And this time, they went all out. They won 81-73. to 73. As a matter of fact, the last two quarters, the last half of that game was the first lead the Boomers had against Canada in six quarters. So they had to fight their way back mentally, physically, and everything. Now, head coach did state that this is not something that we should be concerned with, not even the loss we should be concerned with, but most of all, we should not be concerned with the way it started out. Mind you, this is only their second game after they left Perth, and coming out of Melbourne, they're just still in the training in that training method, they're still in that same ideology that they're just getting under. They're just getting underway. So if we went ahead and compared them to the U.S. team, I know that that U.S. team can clearly understand since they got beat by the select team, 36 to 17. They can clearly understand what the Aussies are going through. So hopefully, on our next game, we do what the Aussies did and seal the deal. All right. Now, with that being said, all of those teams that we spoke about within the last week, two weeks, three weeks, I want to go ahead and talk about because the World Cup power ranking has been released. The number one team right now in that power ranking is USA. We understand they are the number one team in the power ranking. We know that certain things aren't going our way right now as far as games. And we also understand that there's certain things that has not taken place as far as what we would like as our team roster. But we are still the number one power ranking, sitting right in front of Serbia. Serbia does have a better team, bigger stars, but can we overcome that? Do we got more behind it? The number three team has the Anatokombo brothers, all three, Dianis, Giannis, and Costa. Oh, I'm going to tell you the truth. Roll call for their school must have been absolutely impossible. Anyway, they have all three of those brothers, and they're going to be playing 
for Greece is gonna be amazing. I I think this I think they're gonna be a, a lot higher paced team than we're expecting them to be. So even though they sit at number three, I think right now the two teams that could contend for the gold is gonna be Serbia and Greece. But let's not go ahead and discount Australia. Yes, Australia, even after a bad start, they're sitting right now number six in the power ranking. Hopefully, things can turn around. Their team improves, show some improvement in some of these World Cup friendlies, and then we can turn it up and they can move up. I see them, if you take a look at their roster, you take a look at their coaches, you take a look at exactly what they're bringing to the table, I personally see them as a number four team. And in my personal vision of the power ranking right now, I would sit Serbia as number one, I would sit Greece as number two, and USA as number three. But it's a little bit too early to tell. We will see after some of these friendlies how it takes place. Now, the, the, the Titans Canes have now completed their roster. The roster is done. They got picked up their last person. They brought him back. We all remember DJ Newbill has now got a new deal. DJ Newbill was in discussions about getting a new deal after being the first import that was bought over from the United States last year. Now, last year, dropping 14.6 points per game, 4.3 rebounds, 2.6 assists, he was more than just a contributor. He was actually the heart and soul of their team, one of the hardest working players on there. The type of player that's going to keep on moving, keep on cutting, and making things difficult for you. They said that they were saying if they were unable to sign DJ Newbill because of his uh, contract that he currently has with the team that he's playing with in Russia, if they weren't able to sign him, then, um, the Kane staff was saying that they would have gotten the they would have gotten anybody that actually had his same qualities. Now, watching DJ Newbill play hearing about his, his work ethic during practice and seeing the way that he goes about defense, that was going to be a hard, hard, uh, pretty much shoes to fill. So they are very happy they got DJ back. I'm happy they got DJ back in the orange. It's going to be a great thing to see. And the Aurora Hawks is going to have to deal with them eventually. So we'll see what takes place. And as a matter of fact, for those of you who are sitting here at this moment in time thinking to yourself, man, that NBL team sounds like they could compete against an NBA team. That team sounds good. I'd love to see that. Well, you do have your chance. October, yes, October, the NBA will be playing against the NBL in some of their great exhibition games. This is, what part of, this is the third year that they've done this for the preseason, bringing in the NBL and the NBA to play against each other. This is something that I definitely want to see. I'm excited about it. It's going to be taking place in L.A. It's going to be taking place in different venues around the country. We're going to have to go there. We're going to have to see it. We're going to have to talk about it. i got to tell you what's going on. But until then, we're going to be right back. Yes, I'm going to come right back with Shady or Genius. What's going on with that? I know what the topic's going to be about. It's going to hurt me. I know I'm going to cry a little bit. You're going to probably see that single, solitary Denzel cry like from Glory. But I'm going to try and make it through it. Stick right here with me. Ball court. I'm Coach Rick.
Welcome back to Ball Court. I'm Coach Drew. And this is my favorite, favorite segment. Shady or Genius? Now, as you know about last week's episode of Shady or Genius, we talked about Carmelo Anthony and the way Colangelo told him, no, you're not going to make it to the Olympic team. We're going to touch more into that. My thing is, is it shady that Carmelo Anthony is not on a roster? I'm not, not on the NBA roster, not on a G League roster, not on, a, not on the Olympic team roster. This is crazy. This is absolutely insane. If anybody has been watching the Black Ops over the summer, Hoodie, the legend of Hoodie Mello has now extended to the point where even without the hood, he is killing it. He's headband mellow. He showed up. He showed up as black t-shirt mellow. He showed up as hoodie mellow. At one point, at one point, it was just, he, the only person that was shooting better than him in some of these videos in the black ops has been J. Cole. And he's not on the roster neither. That's going to be a whole other discussion. We're going to touch base on that after, after the Grammys. But, but my thing is, with, with Carmelo Anthony, what is he not doing? Okay. I get what everybody's saying. I heard the interview with Rajah Bell. I understand. They are certain veterans that is going to come in there into a league and beat down your young players. They're going to come into a team and they're going to try and make it. So all they know is to compete for their spot. I understand it. I used to play basketball too. And I, I know that every summer I came back, I had to compete for my spot. Your your starting position is not given to you. You have to compete. The new person there, I had to beat them every day in practice. The older people there, I had to beat them every day in practice. So that mentality is instilled in you from the time that you're four years old or from the first time you pick up a basketball up until the time you retire. I 100% understand that. And I understand most teams do not want that. They don't want you beating down the. They don't want you beating down the young players. They don't want Lance Stevenson going at Alonzo Ball to try and get a position. You understand? Lance Stevenson is on his downside of his career. Alonzo is coming up. You get where I'm coming from. I'm just using that as an example. I'm not saying that's what was taking place in the LA in the LA organization prior to Alonzo Ball being traded. I'm not saying that. I'm not even trying to start that rumor. I was just using that as an example. So, with that being said, is what's what going on with Carmelo? Is it because they're really scared that he's going to come in there and demand that he's the star? Is it they feel that Carmelo Anthony is not mature enough and not smart enough as a basketball player to sit around and say, I will take a back seat and to, to, to whoever? And let me ask you, let me ask you, do you feel Carmelo Anthony is not on that level where he is not a 7th and 8th player on any roster, on any roster of these 32 teams in the league at this moment? Okay, there are some unsigned players that were veterans that we are not, we are also overlooking. But really, let's take a look at the comparison. J.R. Smith, after what took place in Cleveland in that championship where he literally gave that away, he signed, he pretty much 
signed a deal that your offseason, your free agency is going to be difficult now. He created that. There's no doubt about it in my mind that J.R. Smith can be helpful to a roster, but I can see why he's not signed. Right? Vince Carter, he's aging. Think about it. He used to play pickup games and friendly games with his teammates' kids. His teammate was Del Curry. The kids were Steph Curry and Seth Curry. Now he's playing in the league against Steph Curry and Seth Curry. Yeah, I can see why he's not signed at this moment. But Carmelo Anthony, the king of the jab, Seth, the God, Carmelo the God, how is it your Olympic or your FIBA team, FIBA World Cup team, is losing to a select team 36 to 17, and you can't find a place for Carmelo Anthony on your roster? How is it that you're, we're signing a person who has leg injured, the Lakers signed a person who has leg injured twice in two years? And then now he's been injured a third time in two years and not have not played one game in a Laker uniform. But still, we cannot find a place for Carmelo Anthony. We have to take a look. There's something deeper going on here. This is not genius just to say, hey, he's just going to come in and beat down on young players. Sometimes that's, I think that's what the young players need. They need somebody to compete with them. What team is going to step up and say we need yeah. I'm, I'm begging the Lakers to take that shot on Carmelo because I guarantee you this is going to be something that's going to be talked about. Trust me, you're going to be hated anyway, but it will benefit in the long run. They say a team full of superstars is a team that's going to take some time to mesh. But understand, Carmelo and LeBron have played together. They play together in the Olympics. They work out together every summer. They've been working out together even this summer. That team is there. The squad is there. Let's put something together. Let's get Carmelo Anthony back on the roster. Let's get him out there shooting. I'm telling you, the guard has to be playing. The guard has to play. One more season. Everybody, let's put it together. We're going to make that campaign. One more season. All right? Now, with that said... I'm going to jump into my next segment, because this segment I did, this is a segment for y'all. It's called Let's Kick It, you know, and we're about to kick it. Let's kick it. Let's kick it. Okay, so here's my segment, Let's Kick It. We're going to talk about some of the hottest kicks coming out right now, and of course, I got to give a shout out to the Jordans. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I had to look over. That's how great it was. I love taking a look at that one. The one that we're giving a shout-out to is the Jordan Why Not 0.2. Yes, the Jordan Why Not 0.2, the reason why we're giving a shout-out to those this week, is not just any style. It's the Tokyo P.E. and the Soul P.E. Yes, if you're into 80s style sneakers and those colors with the popping greens and the popping pinks, this is going to be the sneaker for you. Definitely a game shoe, as well as a shoe that you can wear after your games, too. A great shoe on and off the court. Very stylish. Good job, Russ. You can tell it's got his style. And, and I heard that this one was designed by his lady. Congrats. 
Very good look. Very good look. You see, with them, fashion is big with them. So it works. It always works. The next one I want to talk about, of course, is the KD-11 Low Confettis. Yes, the KD-11 Low Confettis. Beautiful, beautiful shoe. I dig it because I like the two-tone shoes, the one purple on one foot, green on the other. The confettis, I know, was made big with the Kyrie Force. Everybody loved them. But now adding the KD-11 Low Confettis, this is probably going to be something great for the new year. Something to start off that school year with, look right. Best part about it is the KD, the KD Low Confettis are custom. So not a lot of people are going to have them. If you're a sneakerhead like me who likes to wear the sneakers that nobody else is rocking, that's going to be the way to go. Another low confetti that you may want to take a look at is the PG2. But that's a good, great way to go to start off your school year. Make sure that on that first year of school or second week, depending on where you live, you're looking right and you're looking better than everybody else. Now, I got some. These next two shoes are not out yet. But they are coming out. So I want everyone to save up. Because these shoes will be out before September. One will be out on the 31st. Other one will be out on the 1st. The one that we're going to talk about that's coming out on the 31st. Yup. It's that time of year. The Nike LeBron 16 Low. (laughs) Yeah, they look great. Yeah, I'm telling you. LeBron never puts us to shame with his shoes, and trust me, this one is just as beautiful. Those 16 lows that's coming out is going to be something that you definitely want to look for. They're very comfortable, great, great on-court shoe, as just like LeBron's shoes are. They do create, create your feet, as well as I like the new bubbles on the soles. There's a little bit more cushion to it, a little bit more cushion. So that's going to be something that we're going to want to look forward to. And of course, of course, the man who's been winning the sneakers all summer long, and he's not going to stop there. He's releasing after, after his final collection of the Kyrie Fives has been released. Yes, Kyrie Irving will be releasing the Kyrie Six in September 1st. And take a look at the bottom, if you see it right here, looking beautiful with the confetti, the red Blue and yellow. Looking nice. I must say. Good style on those Kyrie 6. That's probably going to be one that I'm going to have to pick up myself. You know? Now, I want to... Before I get going into the last final segment, this is the Drill of the Day, I'm going to take a quick little break. And I want you to hang around with me right here on Ball Court. And we're going to end it with the Drill of the Day. Welcome back to Ball Court. I am Coach Drew. And I'm glad you stuck around with me. This is our final segment. So I want everybody to grab your pad, grab your pens. I want you to sit around. This is going to be the drill of the day. So all you aspiring players, sit around. This is your time. This is your time. Time to listen. All right, now the drill of the day. You know that each time we come around this, we always speak about the things that are going to be important to developing our basketball players. We spoke about the mic and drill because layups are like breakfast. The more you skip them, the more you'll pay for it. All right? We, we also spoke about dribbling, practicing, making sure that we have that balance. We spoke about baseline shots. So 
with bringing our game together, the next thing we want to do now is work with balance, uh, elbow, eyes, and follow through, known as beef. Yes, that's the key to shooting, is beef. Where's the beef? With this drill that we do, is the one dribble, you're gonna first do a jab step on the catch, one dribble, step through, shoot. This is gonna work on maintaining balance. As you can see, during the step through and the shoot, I follow through on my shot, all right? The good thing about it is I also have one of my greatest, greatest clients with me. Yes, my daughter, Anaya. She's practicing and working these steps. It is okay to mess up. It is okay to make mistakes. It's not okay to quit. So you want to make sure on your jab step, that ball touches that knee to protect it from being stolen. You want to make sure on your, on your step through, the same knee that was touched on the jab step is the foot that is used to step through. And then you release and watch the shot go in. It's just that simple. You want to repeat this 10 times, 10 makes on your right side, 10 makes on your left. You know why? Balance is important. That's the drill of the day. That's going to perfect your shot. I want everyone to... Thank you. I want to thank everyone that was associated with getting this done for me today. CWN Sports, thank you. As well, you could check us out at Ball Court World right on our Instagram. You know, check us out on the IG page. Check us out on Facebook, just Ball Court. You could search us even on, on YouTube. Search us, like, subscribe, notify it. We always come out with these different things. And we have different snippets of the show. You can always contact us. Reach out to me at DrewCoach43 at any time if there's a topic on the show you want me to discuss. And I want to thank each and every person for listening, for participating, and for joining Ball Court. This is the world of basketball. I am Coach Drew. I'll see you next week. Keep practicing.